Jim Wyatt. Presented by Accurate Mortgage on 104.5 The Zone. Great job, powered by the Tennessee Lottery on 104.5 The Zone. Jim Wyatt joins us every Tuesday at 3.15 to talk Titans football about the previous game and then the game coming up. So we'll break down the Titans win over the Jags and take a look ahead to Titans uh, v. Lions. But first, Jim Wyatt, uh, you have a football coach over at your uh, favorite uh, institution, Vanderbilt. Uh, What do you think about the Clark Lee hiring? I'm excited about it. I think it's a great hire from Vanderbilt. I think he fits exactly what you're looking for as far as a guy that can stick there and build a program. Uh, you know, and hopefully he can do something similar to what Pat Fitzgerald's done in Northwestern. Uh, I like the fact that he's had so many good experiences along the way. as a guy who uh, is, uh, is no question one of the best assistant coaches in college football. And the fact that he's a Nashvilleian uh, you know, has me excited about him. So, uh, more I've read, more I've read about him, the more excited I am about the hire. So, I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a really good development for Vanderbilt. Yeah, anxious to get to know him. Um, and uh, we've obviously put a request in. He's he's busy doing Notre Dame things this week, so uh, we hope to uh, get him on next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, getting to know Clark Lee. I don't know anything about him outside of what I've asked other people that know him and. And I hear pretty consistently that he's a great dude. He's a really smart football coach, and and uh, he really cares about his players. So anxious to get to know him. Um, Jim, big win in Jacksonville. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I hit on this all day yesterday. But, you know, if you, if you want to just write it off as Jacksonville's no, no good, you also have to consider the fact that their previous five games, four of them had been decided by four points or less. So it was a football team that was still fighting. Uh, so a combination of both. I thought the Titans played really, really well. I don't think Jacksonville matches up well with them. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously you're supposed to beat in a 1-11 team, uh, but that doesn't mean it has to be easy. And I, I tell you what impressed me the most about it. I mean, there was a stretch there when it was 7 nothing. the Titans don't get the fourth down conversion, and then they turn the ball over, and Jackson cuts it down to three. And, and I'm sitting here thinking this is going to be – another one of those games that's going to go down to the end and you're going to have to try to figure out a way to pull it out and it should have never really come to this because the Titans were out playing them early and just couldn't pull away. And then the thing just kind of flipped. You know, they get the long drive at the end of the first half, score, somehow get in position to kick a field goal uh, after get the ball back with nine seconds left, score again, and then score again in the third quarter. And then the, it, was, it was game over. I, I like the kind of, uh, killer instinct the team showed when it got ahead, and uh, and you're right, Brent. I mean, it was Jacksonville. They was the one to about them, and again, it's a one eleven team. You're supposed to beat that team, but you know they 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 had the Packers beat. They, they took the Vikings to overtime the week before. They uh, you know they were two points from the Texans. Uh, you know, every one of their games in the last month has been close, and they've been competitive, and this one really wasn't. So. Uh, I, I like the fact that the Titans took care of business, and that's what this team needs to do on Sunday. Because you just look around, I and mean, AFC's got some good teams in it this year. And look at the yep. schedule of some of these teams coming up. I mean, it, you, you need to keep winning, and you can't afford any more slip-ups moving forward. Um, obviously, uh, the uh, 
Lions defense has struggled to stop the run, but before we kind of jump into that, let's talk about Derrick Henry, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jim, you've obviously been there for almost every Titans play, but you were there for the CJ 2K season. Just curious um, from, from your take, kind of a comparison on how you feel um, from that season and, and, and the, the rush to 2000 and this season in Derrick Henry's ability to get there. Well, it really is. I mean, that, that I have to say, even though that season, uh, you know, that, that's all really you were shooting for at the end was seeing if CJ got to 2K, and he did, and really had reality, had a chance to win the overall, you know, breaking the record if you don't have a penalty. Uh, questionable holding penalty in that game, but that was that was an incredible amount of fun just watching him break off one long, long run after the next, have one 100-yard game after the next, and uh, he was explosive and uh, and as fun to watch as any player that I've ever covered. Uh, you know, as I watched Derrick Henry and, and see what he's been able to do by the way he does it, I, I think I think he's impressed me. It's funny. I, Always looked at Eddie. I always wondered who the best back was uh, between Eddie George and Chris Johnson. You know, for so many years, and and both of them had their attributes. But the more I see Derrick Henry, and the more he produces, and uh, you know, j- just how much he means to this team. I mean, he, he's he's in t- in my mind, if he keeps it going, he's going to finish as the best running back in this franchise's history and mm-hmm. obviously he's got to keep doing it but he's just a special player I mean it's amazing to me that you know with the number of carries he continues to get and the fact that defense is trying so hard to slow him down that he continues to wear the other team down and continues to rack up long runs 100 yard games 200 yard games and um, now the question is just how much longer can you do it and I know everybody wants them to get to 2000 now everybody you know I, I get the sense a lot of people you know want to see that happen now you got to be smart if you're the titans and just try to weigh how important it is to help them get there how important is his health going down the stretch and hopefully you can find a balance where you're winning with him putting up big numbers that can help him get there I think he obviously has a legit shot because I think they're going to have to play out these last three. Um, just just with where Indy is uh, at nine and four, they've got the Texans this weekend, uh, who you know were were at, were without their top three wide receivers. Deshaun Watson left that game with an elbow injury; he hit his elbow on on the helmet of a defender. Uh, then they're at the Steelers, and the Steelers look completely different than the 11 and 0 Steelers that, that we saw um, in their last two. And then Texans at home. I, I think the Titans are going to need all three of these games. And, and he's getting hot like he does toward the end of the year, Jim. Uh, last three games, 586 yards, six touchdowns. That's 147 per and 6.2 yards per carry. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he got there. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I mean, I just, this office this weekend is an opportunity where you can can have success and yep. uh, and, and try to big chunks like the team has done uh, here in recent weeks. And if he does that, you go to Green Bay, you know, a lot's going to depend on how that kind of game goes, what the weather's like, obviously. But, yeah, I could see them needing him to play a big role in all three games down the stretch. The big question is, is, you know, what happens if the Colts, you know, should drop, uh, you know, this game to the Steelers? Uh, yep. 
and, and maybe another one before then, and, and the game doesn't mean as much as how you approach it. Hopefully that's the problem the Titans will be faced with. But I think if you look at it now and you mention some of what's ahead for the Colts, that, you know, when I look at the schedule, I'm, I'm kind of like you, Brent. I think, I, think it's, I think the last game of the season is going to mean something. Looking at Ryan Tannehill, he gets overlooked by uh, Derrick Henry's attention uh, oftentimes. And, and um, you know, he's got a career high, 28 touchdown passes already with three games to go. He's got a chance to go over 4,000 yards. Um, feeding off Derrick Henry, man, it's something we talked about during the offseason that those guys need each other and they play so well off each other. Uh, that that play-action passing game is strong. Yeah, and he just doesn't make mistakes, man. I think that's what's so yeah. you know impressive to me about him. And with all those touchdown passes, he's still just throwing five interceptions. There's and there's not a lot of games where he's you know getting away with some bad throws either. I mean, he, he usually knows where he wants to go with it. It's very accurate. You know that that flea flicker play that I thought was well defended. He still put it in a position where AJ Brown's only wants to catch that ball. So I mean, he's he's been really really good. Uh, had no drop off at all compared to last season, and uh, you know this is a team that can score. Uh, I think if you're the you know if you're the Titans and a fan of this team, I think you're, you're you can count on the offense showing up every Sunday. Now it's just a matter of whether you get more consistent play out of defense. And I thought that um, what we saw on Sunday was encouraging. Jim Wyatt, TennesseeTitans.com is the website at J. Wyatt Sports. If you have a question for Jim, we'd love to hear from you. 615-737-1045. That's 615-737-1045. Jim, the, the secondary play has been up and down, and, and a lot of that has to do with mixing and matching pieces uh, from week to week. But this week, I got to tell you, man, Malcolm Butler and Ty Smith were great. Malcolm Butler gave up one catch for five yards, and he had an interception. So he had as many catches as he gave up. Yeah, and I think he's been really good all season. And then Ty Smith, who steps in because Breon Borders won on injured reserve and because the door still not available and because Christian Fulton wasn't available, I mean, he's, he's kind of next man up. And I thought he was really good in run defense. I thought he was good, you know, in pass defense. You know, he didn't get fooled when they uh, when they tried to double move on him, something Mike Vrabel mentioned yesterday. Now the question is, is kind of what happens from here, what happens down the stretch. Christian Fulton – officially off of the designated for return list and activated from injured reserve today. So he'll be back in the mix, you know, continue to watch and see what happens with the Dory. You know, he practiced all week last week, but obviously wasn't in a position to play. That's why he was ruled out Friday. But, you know, it's good that you're kind of getting some fresh legs back now. And uh, and I think it's, it's really encouraging that Butler's is playing so, you know, such a feistiness to him. Uh, and now you just hope you can get some things to settle down. I, mean, I, I thought the fact that Kenny Vaccaro couldn't play and you had to make that decision over the weekend after him practicing all week, and then obviously, again, you're going with a new quarterback. I thought there was a situation where they could have some issues with communication and, and uh, you know, just dealing with new guys in there, and I thought that, I thought the back end of the defense played really well. Yeah, uh, still no pass rush. Um, the, pass rush has been an issue. It is an issue. It will be an issue. I, you know, at this point, I don't know what you can do to fix it. But one quarterback hit on fifty-four pass attempts. Uh, they, they've got to figure out a way to get better at that. 
Yeah, but I will say this. I thought they were a little more, they were more active and kind of got the quarterback off the spot a little bit more on Sunday than previous weeks. But, yeah, you've got to get there. And, and Vrabel said himself, you know, they missed opportunities. They missed opportunities to intercept passes as well. But, uh, you know, it, that's one thing that is definitely lacking is, is just having a consistent pressure on the quarterback. And, and that puts a strain on the – you know, on the secondary and the rest of the defense when you're not able to do that. So uh, be curious to see the quarterback for the Lions this week. Obviously, Stafford dealing with rib, rib mm-hmm. cartilage injury that has him, I guess, questionable here at the middle portion of the week. Be curious to see where that goes, and that will go a long way in, in determining how the Titans are able to defend the Lions on Sunday. Yeah, what do you think about Chase Daniel? That's a guy that's been uh, in the league for a long, long time. I, I remember him at Missouri, uh, maybe when they were in the Big Eight. Rather face him than, than Stafford. I, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and nothing against Chase Daniel, but uh, you know Stafford is certainly a guy who, you know, obviously toughs it out a lot of weeks. That's why you never can be sure what's going to happen. He's played through so many injuries during his career, but I'd, I'd rather have. Daniel and then Stafford. Well, Jim Wyatt, TitansOnline.com. Jim, big picture, you look at this Titans team, you see what, what they've put on film, what they've showed us um, maybe the last few weeks uh, all together. If you look at this franchise and what the pieces they have right now, uh, where would you point to and say, okay, this is where maybe the concern is for a Super Bowl run. This is what needs to happen for them to make a Super Bowl run or a postseason push? Well, I think, I know uh, I kind of touched on a little earlier, but I think the defense is obviously the question mark. I mean, this, this team can score. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, a streak of the past four games where you, you have 400 yards and 30 points. Uh, that's never happened in franchise history uh, four weeks in a row. You know, the Titans have scored 30 points uh, in eight of the 13 games this year and 40 in a couple of them. This team is capable of scoring with anybody. It's just a matter of whether or not the defense can can play well and give you a chance. I, mean, I, I watched that game last night between the Browns and the Ravens. It's one of the best games, I think, during the NFL season. And both those teams are can score right along with you. And, and the AFC is going to be, I think, all the same teams are, are Jockeying for positions, you know, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, it's just a matter of where some of these are going to end up, and you're going to you're going to be playing teams in the playoffs that that are capable of putting some points up. So it's just a matter of whether this defense can settle down, you know, get some pressure, force turnovers, and uh, and then obviously you want to have consistency in special teams. And I think this past week was a great step in that direction. Uh, but I'm not worried about the offense. I think this offense is going to be able to score with anybody. It's just uh, the question marks will continue about the defense, uh, you know, and that's going to kind of determine where the season goes. Jim Wyatt, TennesseeTitans.com, joins us on 3HL. Hey, I went through um, the scheduling, as you said, um, and you mentioned how tough the AFC is, and, and when, it's all, when all is said and done, you, you could have a 10-6 and 16, for example, not get in. Um, it, it, it really could go that way. Now, looking from a Titans perspective, obviously the Titans want to win the division first time since 2008. But if they were to slip and fall to that sixth seed where Indianapolis is right now, 
they would miss the Chiefs until the AFC Championship round. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's not such a bad thing, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could look at it a number of ways. That's why it's funny when you know people were asking last night, you know, who you cheer for the the Browns or the Ravens, and you know, look at both of their. I mean, I'll look at the Ravens schedule, and I don't, I don't think they lose another game, and and They're I not. think the Browns no. obviously the Browns are in two, in two. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much counting on you know the teams that are that are in that mix now to still be there and it's really just a matter of of obviously yes you'd like to host a home playoff game and win the division that's one of the goals going in but a lot of the playoffs is going to be determined by your who you play and your path to get to the Super Bowl obviously you got to get in the mix first but uh, uh, matchups is going to be key once you get into January yeah, you mentioned uh, Baltimore. They play the Jags, the Giants, and the Bengals. Um, let's see, where's Cleveland? Cleveland plays at the Giants, at the Jets, and then they've got that game against Pittsburgh. And, and Pittsburgh is the conundrum here. Like, how good how, have they just lost it? Like that—that's kind of where I am. They get a get-right game with the Bengals this weekend, but then they have the Colts, and then at Brown. So uh, there, there's plenty of of stuff that can still happen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if the Browns would have figured out a way to win that game last night, I, I thought the Browns had a real good chance to still win that division. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. But, yeah, I, I think the Steelers don't look as scary as they did a couple of weeks ago. I, I think there's one team that's proven to be elite uh, in the AFC, and right now that's the Chiefs. And, uh, that doesn't mean they're unbeatable, but I think that's, that's obviously the team uh, – you know, that has proven itself and now everybody else is playing for positioning and, and trying to hit, you know, hit their stride at the right time. Well, Jim, we appreciate the visit, man. Look forward to the game coming up this weekend, a chance for the Titans to win their 10th. And uh, uh, for everyone uh, out there that's a Titans fan, which would arguably be most people listening to us right now, uh, what's going on on the website, TennesseeTitans.com? Be a lot of game. you know, obviously the start of another practice week, uh, Starts up tomorrow, so I have a lot of practice updates. Uh, you know, we'll have uh, have have the mail back up right now. Uh, you know, busy week of Zoom calls. Uh, you know, coming up starting tomorrow, lots to come of that. So there will be continued uh, coverage leading up to the game on uh, on Sunday against the Lions, and should be a uh, should be another busy week at TennesseeTigers.com. Appreciate it, Jim. So have a great week. Thank you. At Jay White, SportsTennesseeTitans.com. When we come back, we'll dive into the SEC. There is a coach with a new contract in the Southeastern Conference. There is a new offensive coordinator in the Southeastern Conference. Okay. Plus your phone call, 615-737-1045.